Hello everyone, welcome to the second edition of Real Talk. This is our first recorded edition. Um, this is Liam O'Connell sitting next to Walker Allen. Hi. Um, the, we are so far at the Stars Mill Media Center study room. Awesome facilities. It is 3.19 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, of course. Um, so, let's talk real. What do you like to do after a long day of school or you really just nothing going on the weekend and rainy outside? What is your favorite thing to do? Well, I think something I really like to do is when I get home, you know, it's so easy, like Netflix and stuff. I just, I, I'm, a, I'm a big movie buff. And oh, I, movies are great. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, we've, ta we've talked about this in our personal yes. time before. Way too much. <laughs> Way too much. Way too much to not be losers. So, well, what, what are your summer favorite movies, Liam? Favorite movie? I, you know, there's just so many good new ones out there. Uh, I watched The Martian the other week. It was absolutely great, mind-blowing. Um, but, you know, I think that young kids like us overlook way too often some of the old classics and some of the classic oh, characters. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, and when I mean classics, I'm talking not just Casablanca or Dr. Strangelove. Uh, I'm also talking like, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s movies. Yeah, yeah. That, like, you know, people just don't watch anymore. Yeah. Like, why? Are you kidding me? No, I mean, so, like, my favorite movie is The Thing. I love Psycho. Yeah, like, I love uh, Rear Window. Mm -hmm. All those, like, old Hitchcock films. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's great. He's, um, he's and one of the greatest. Like, you look at the movies back then, and they're not characterized by their actors as much. No, get me wrong. Yeah. They're yeah, definitely yeah. good actors, like Charlie Chaplin. Like, this is way yeah, back. Charlie Chaplin, Marlon Brando, people like that. But movies back then, I think, what made them great movies, and even today, were who was in charge, who you would say is directing. Yeah, the directors, directors. you would say. Um, so you look back then, and our discussion today is about the three... Uh, just three yeah, great... Just, just a few great directors and... We have three listed. Um, you want to jump into our first yeah. topic of conversation? Well, I, I just want to say first, you know, you hear great directors, you're going to think, you know, Martin Scorsese, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Woody Allen, Damn. which those, those are the obvious ones. I mean, of course, we're not saying they aren't great. This isn't, you know, an argument. It's just a friendly discussion. They are amazing. I mean, Martin Scorsese has made some of the greatest movies ever. But we also just want to address some directors that are great, that don't really aren't, like, a lot of the first thing on people's tongues when you hear great yeah, director. Yeah. Um, so, who's number one? Well, number one would be uh, Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. Oh, my goodness. Not exactly school appropriate, but... <laughs> we, we can't get into too many details, but he is known for Pulp Fiction, Django Unchained, or as some might call, um, be wary of the non-movie fans, Django Unchained. The Django. Um, in case you're not a big movie fan, now you can correct other non-movie fans. It is Django. Reservoir Dogs, Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, Volumes 1 and 2, and... Inglourious Bastards. It's okay for us to say that. Did you just say that? Oh my god. It's misspelled as fun. It's okay. Um, and he's also won a variety of awards. He's won oh, yeah, a he's... couple Oscars. He has won a couple Golden Globes. And he was even nominated, nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award. For an episode of CSI. For an episode of CSI. That's just how that's just how well rounded he is. Oh as yeah, a director. he's de definitely. And he is known for graphic deaths. Oh yeah, his movies are way too violent. And not, not it's not family stuff. He's also known for the use of nonlinear narrative, which is such, and he does it so well. But it's it's one of the great things about Pulp Fiction is that mm -hmm. that's one of the first movies. Uh, I mean, it's not, I didn't see when it come, came out. Obviously, we weren't born yet. But it's one of like it's one of those movies you watch and it's just different. 
It is you know, different. It's, like, you're like, people like this? Like, how is this such a big... It seems... Yeah. I don't mean to offend, like, I love this movie, but it is, seems, maybe, like, in first impression, that it could be, like, a low-budget or indie movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems very... But, like, you yeah. watch it again, and you're just... I. Like, you see it, I think, when you're talking about the non-linear narrative. Like, you see, first you see the Jules and Vincent. Yeah, and they're, they're just walking through, they're driving together, talking about, you know, Vince just came back from Paris, talking the, about... Hey, just out of curiosity, oh, you and my joke, what, what do you call a quarter pounder with cheese in Paris? What do you call it? Royale with cheese. You want to call it Big Mac? What? Le Big Mac. Yeah, but like, and then you see them in Brett's house, and yeah. then from there it goes to killing Brett and almost being killed. To retrieving a briefcase, you yeah. have no clue what just a shining briefcase. They're getting him is in the briefcase, or what is significant about the briefcase, or who in the world is Marcellus Wallace? I mean, yeah, it's it's a very it's a very bold start to a movie. I mean, it's it is just a very bold. You think start. it's kind of just tame and calm? It's two friends in suits. They're dressed nice, nice hair, talking about you know f- fast food and foot rubs, and then it goes into you know. I think it also sparked a great debate of, is a foot massage more than a foot massage? <laughs> What's your opinion, Liam? Let's <laughs> you know, not, that's not argue about that. Let's move on. The, the use of nonlinear narrative is just fantastic. You go from Brett's house to, after that, I'm ashamed of myself, it's on the tip of my tongue. Um, I don't know what... After that, after, after Brett's, Brett's house... house they talk about the boxer, right? Yeah, um, uh, no, not Butch. Joe, Joe, yeah, Butch Coolidge. Butch Coolidge. Butch Coolidge. Bruce Willis. Another the, great, another great actor. And that goes into the gold watch, which goes into um, Butch screwing over Marcellus Wallace yeah. and having to go back and retrieve his watch. And you watch this story of a boxer, right? It tells you just, okay, it goes from these violent gangsters to a watch and a boxer. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, they tell the story of how it all yeah. comes well, yeah, And it is just genius. That's, that's one of the great things about Pulp Fiction is that there's several storylines that just fit together. Because, you know, you've got, you've got Butch and his girlfriend. You've got Jules sort of atoning himself for his sins. You've got uh, Mia and Vincent. Mia and you've Vince. got Marcellus Wallace, just as Marcellus Wallace. And then you've also got the relationship between Jules and... Vincent as close friends and his mm-hmm. colleagues and par- uh, partners. And this use of not only non-linear narrative also is great in Kill Bill. Yeah. In both volumes. And also in Reservoir Dogs, it's the same thing. You're kind of confused as first what happens. Like, yeah. you know, uh, all you see is this guy bleeding in the back seat with uh, another man in a suit wearing the same outfit. Um, after a very friendly lunch or very friendly brunch, where we learn that Mr. Pink does not tip. Yeah, he, he doesn't believe in he it. Tip? He doesn't believe in it. Which moves us to our next point, which is he seems to make legendary quotes that oh, are guys, so simple. His movies are so quotable. Le, right number one on the list is number one on the list is uh uh-uh, uh I don't tip I don't believe in it, which is Mr. Blue from which Reservoir Dogs. Which it's so Dogs. just like, and it's just it stands out like you know it's nothing. Yeah, it's too it's, special. it's not like it's not Julius Caesar, you know, friends, Roman, yeah. country. It's just he too is an honorable it's man. Plain it's just, words. I don't tip. I don't believe in it. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, that's just it's it stays with you. And another one from Pulp Fiction, Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. It's just oh my not that one. Oh yeah, it's like, just that's so. You know, uh, tell Butch me Coolidge, like the one thing you watch. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, Butch Coolidge. He find he suddenly on this motorcycle. He's driving home. To get it's not a motorcycle. Home. It's a chopper. A chopper. Sorry. His girlfriend's terrified. She's crying. She's just hysterical. And it's just. And he's just so cool through all of it, and just, Zed's dead, baby. 
Zed's dead. It's just God. From Django Unchained. The D is silent. When uh, Jamie Foxx's Jamie Foxx's character Django is a stickler for uh, the pronunciation of his name. You okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, I know um, Django Unchained came out 2012, 2013. Few years 12, ago, I think. Few, uh, few, uh, few years ago. It's here. Check to see the awards. It, it didn't win anything. I think it was. Oh, it did. It won uh, the award for best screenplay in 2012. Yeah, Golden Globe for best screenplay in 2012. That is a spectacular movie. It is terribly violent. It deals with slavery and racism. Leonardo DiCaprio is outstanding in that movie. You got Christoph Waltz. You got Sam Jackson as a bad guy, which doesn't really happen that often. It does not. He's usually, you know, he's like, usually like the the awesome good guy, mm-hmm. like like in Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Well, but, well, arguably Pulp Fiction. The protagonist, protagonist. Nick Fury and Nick yeah, Fury. Yeah, he's he's obviously a protagonist. <laughs> but still, I mean, you've got. Carrie uh, 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 Washington mm-hmm. plays yeah, Jamie Foxx's wife. She's thought sort of the whole, the whole idea of the movie is trying to save her from Leonardo DiCaprio, and it's just, it's this huge, spectacular of you know a man who was a slave who gets saved by this French or by this German mm-hmm. dentist, <laughs> and it's just, it's it's good. <laughs> Yes. I, 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 and then, then you've got. Yes. I, I can't argue with that. I, I, don't I can't know, put it any I don't know what else to say besides it. And then you've got, you know, Jonah Hill's in that movie as a Klansman. Just randomly. Yeah. It's, it's all like. Just another, like, legendary movie with just simple quotes. Yeah. And the last thing about Tarantino are he makes things that are not funny way too oh, funny. Yeah. I mean. Let me ask you is World War II funny? God, no. no World War II is was a the movie time. about World War II by Quentin Tarantino called Inglorious Bastards funny? It's hilarious. How good is Brad Pitt's accent in that movie? Brad Pitt's accent is on another level. And how good is the scene where the Americans rush into the theater suite where Hitler is and absolutely machine gun him down with like 50,000 bullets? I wish that had actually happened. Well, I'm sure we all do. but <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, and is shooting people funny? God, no. Is it funny when you watch Vincent Vega shoot Marvin's head and watch him say, oh, I accidentally shot Marvin oh, it's, in the face? Yeah, it's, it's just it's so matter-of-fact. I mean, this is uh, Phil Lamar, played Marvin. Mm-hmm. He's, been in, he's been the voice actor in several things. He's pretty famous for himself, as himself. Um, he's just this colleague of Marcellus Wallace, I guess, and they come to rescue him from Brett's house. And they're, having, they're, they're continuing their discussion about foot massages. Mm-hmm. And Vincent Vega turns around, gun in hand, Shoots Marvin when he's asking a question. Like it ain't nothing. It's just yes. something that happens. Uh, I did misspeak when I say last thing because the absolute last thing is that Quentin Tarantino's soundtracks the are soundtracks so good. Are and they don't have like popular songs. No, yeah, it's it's like what's the name of the theme from Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction? Oh, um Misery Lou? Yeah. By um is that Dick Dale? I don't I have no idea. The Surf? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that 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 is it's, it's, it's iconic, mm-hmm. is the only word I can think of describing. And, um, you hear that song, you think Pulp Fiction. Stuck in the middle of you. I was having a discussion with Mr. Spencer about um, creating a username. And I said, Mr. Spencer, have you seen Reservoir Dogs? He said, is that the movie where the guy chops off the cop's ear when um, Stuck in the Middle with You is playing? I said, yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> it's like... He, uh, yeah. Mr. Spencer recognizes a movie based on the song, and that's, that's what stood yes. out to him. Was yes. the song that played in that scene, and that's I think I think that says something. 
Okay, we are running out of time yeah, for Tarantino, we, we so were, uh, let's go to the Coen let's brothers. Let's yeah, Coen brothers, they're a big, a big, um, big favorite for Liam and I. Oh, we love these guys. The Big Lebowski, oh, Fargo, God, the big Lebowski. Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, No Country for Old Men, True Grit, and Burn After Reading. Um, Liam and I are going to dress the elephant in our room. We love The Big Lebowski. Oh, my goodness. We, we've been quoting it since the first day of school. Mm-hmm. We love The Big Lebowski. That is... And I get, talking about quotable movies. Yes. That movie is just... It's a hectic mm-hmm. masterpiece. So, at the end of everything, here's my question. Where's the money? Where's the money, Lebowski? Oh, God. I mean, it's, 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 it's just a movie about a mistaken identity. I mean... Mm-hmm. You know, you mistake Jeff Bridges for this overweight rich man with no legs. No, no, no. You were, you mistake um, Dom Hiddleston for that. No, that's Dom Hiddleston. Um, you mistake the Big Lebowski, not the dude. Yeah, yeah. The, the Big Lebowski, not the dude. Yeah. Jeff Bridges was the dude, but yeah, that's okay. But yeah, I know he was. The dude. Don't let that slip up. Think that we don't love that movie. Oh yeah, we love that movie. <laughs> well, what else about the Coen Brothers other than just like the outstanding number of awards they've won? Golden oh, yeah. Globes, yeah, Oscars, yeah. Academy Awards. This is truly an impressive resume. Yeah, I mean, just we could turn in our notes and someone would be like, the Coen Brothers can make our movie. But it's just, <laughs> you know, uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? That is a it's an adaptation of the Odyssey mm-hmm. about three prisoners starring George Clooney. And I'm I'm not a big George Clooney fan. He's he's a good actor. I'll accept that. He's just kind of. You don't think he lives up to the hype. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like he's oh, he's hyped more than he is. Mm. But yeah, he's amazing as a uh, Everett, uh, Ulysses Everett in uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Because he plays he plays the Odysseus role of a man trying to get back to his home so he can win back his wife, which is yes. And I I think one of the things that's amazing about this movie is that the Coen Brothers didn't read the Odyssey when they made the movie. Mm-hmm. They just knew the story of the Odyssey from. Being alive, like from yeah, yeah from it's, hearing it's a, about it, hearing a, a reference story. From yeah, 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 yeah. And you've got uh, John Turturro. That's how you say his name, right? Yeah, I think so. You've got oh god, I can't think. What's the matter with you? <laughs> uh, George John Turturro, George Clooney. You've got who played Walter? I cannot remember. No, in, in uh, Big Lebowski. Walter. Oh, John Goodman. John Goodman. John Goodman. John Goodman. John Goodman. John Goodman as as the giant. He's the, or the Cyclops. John Goodman plays the Cyclops character, and sh- you got Stephen Root from Office Space. Walker, this is not no. This is journalism. There are rules. You have to know the names of the actors. <laughs> so, what's your favorite Coen Brothers movie? It would be, uh, yeah, the the Big Boss is the big one. That's not gonna be my answer. Oh, Brother Arthur, that was a huge favorite. And that's just your opinion. I'm going to have to go with The Big Lebowski. What about Steve Buscemi's death in Fargo? How Fargo. awesome and violent was that? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> right, I guess we can't depict that in words. Yeah. It, it, it's something you have to see, but it's not something you want to watch with the kids. <laughs> okay. Um, I suggested, how about, instead of just going straight into Spielberg, we talk about Christopher Nolan. No. No. I, have I'm, you seen the I, Prestige? I, have you seen any of the Batman? I've movies? seen Prestige. I've seen the Batman movies. I've also seen Christopher Nolan. So, uh, he, I, I bet he's a nice person. I'll put it that way. Yeah, he's probably got a great personality. I've seen interviews with him. He oh. seems like a nice. Oh, person. I know where this is going. I'm all too experienced to know where this is going. <laughs> you're you're going to tell me that he just doesn't look. Uh, um, he's just not your type. He's better he just, behind the camera. Okay. He's better behind... That's all I'll say. 
I mean, I, I, I love Christian yeah. Nolan. I respect his work. But ultimately, okay. well, we do have a time crunch, and we've got, you know, okay. Chris Nolan, yeah, Chris Nolan's a great director. He's just not one of the ones we're discussing okay. today. So, he's a great director, which is our topic, but he's just too ugly for, <laughs> for our standards, I guess. <laughs> no, we, we, we have standards. There are rules. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, last but certainly not least... This is, is one of those big names. Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. And, of course, like, I mean, we mentioned it first. He might... He is definitely one of the names. He, yeah, he was one names. of the names. With Woody Allen, Martin Scorsese, you know, he's... He's a he's mainstream one of the name. big names. And he will go down in history as a great director. We, we simply could not ignore him because uh, we love his movies. Jaws, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, the Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones series... Oh, my goodness. Super <laughs> 8, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, Saving Private Ryan... Ryan. Close Encounters in Avatar. That's just to name a few. That is... That's impressive. That's that's I mean, and he's, been, he's been making movies forever, mm-hmm. too. Um, he's pretty much every blockbuster ever. Oh, with God, yes. three Oscars, I believe. Yeah, two uh, times for the best director. Yeah. Seven Gold Globes for two times for the best director. And three times oh, for the yeah. producer. I mean, if he's not and directing a movie, he's producing it. Eleven Emmys. And he does a great job. He's, pretty, yeah, he, he, he's, produced, he's producing new Star Wars movies. He did the old ones. He's got countless credits as a producer for TV and film. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, I mean, yeah. It's not necessarily the quotes or just the quotes, yeah. just the plot, or just the special effects. It's just everything done right. It's yeah, all of yeah. those things done absolutely correctly. That's how you know you're watching a Steven Spielberg movie. Oh, it's it's spectacular. Let's look at Jaws. Jaws is an adaption of the Peter Benchley book, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite books, and Peter Benchley is a big inspiration for me as a writer. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, one of the questions this always asks asked with adaptions is, is the, do you think the movie's better than the book? Jaws is hard for me to answer that, because I think they're equal. I would say nine times out of ten, you would say the book. Yeah, usually the book is better. But, like, Jaws is one of those things, like, The Shining, it's just, it's... The same story, but it's so different that it's it's its own thing. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's just... I mean, there's a lot they cut out of the movie, which is good because it doesn't serve itself to a two-hour movie. It serves itself to a 300-page book. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, there's a lot of stuff they don't mention. That sort of leaves the movie on a happier note yeah, yeah, than yeah. the book does. Um, and, of course, the Jaws theme song is legendary. Oh, uh, the Jaws theme song. And so many appearances, or should I say cameos, in so many other movies... Mm-hmm. Um, you've heard it, whether you know it or not. Um, Indiana Jones. Indy. Indiana Jones is one of the greatest franchises in the history of the world. Um, you know what my favorite moment from Indiana Jones is? Which one? Is, like, Indy... I can't... I'm ashamed to say that I don't know which one, but Indy's, like, taking down these guys left and right, and all of a sudden, like, there's this guy dressed in all black, who... And they're all, they're all armed with swords. I'm pretty sure this guy, like... He has this sword, but he is obviously like one of the highest. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. He is obviously one of the better swordsmen of oh, yeah, the, yeah. the antagonist he's going against. And he's showing off his sword skills, you know. Yeah. And Indiana Jones has the best response, which is just whip yeah. out the pistol and out, Sh- of, out of his way. Which, fun fact is, I don't know if you know this, Harrison Ford had gotten dysentery. I Pretty sure it was really? Terry during filming. Because they were filming in the yeah. Middle East. Yeah. He's not used to those conditions. It was hot. It was muggy. He, there was, there was choreography for a sword fight. He didn't want to deal with that. So he shot the character. I did not know that. That was how it happened. Wow, that is mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. That's just genius. It's, yeah, it's, That's like another one of those great moments, just like in a Christopher Nolan movie when yeah. the, the Joker was supposed to blow up the hospital. Yeah, and, 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 and he turned into just one of the best... Not... 
false, but like wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. Genuine reactions to film history. Wait, because well, yeah, that was a shot they couldn't have done more than once. Yeah, they they had just the, like an in, wow. These are two really good directors. Christopher Nolan's pretty good, <laughs> isn't he? he? He is. I'm not saying he's not good. He's, he he didn't make the list. I guess he didn't make the list. What's your favorite Indiana Jones movie? Indiana Jones? I would say Raiders of the Lost Ark. I'd say Last Crusade, then Raiders. And I think it's, of course, you know, what a great tagline, you know, fighting the Nazis. Oh, yeah. Just like an Inglorious. Who doesn't want to fight the Nazis? Yeah. Like, you know. But um, Spielberg and the production crew for this one did such a great job. Oh, yeah. I mean, Indiana Jones, well, it's... Harrison Ford was the thing back then. Oh, yeah. It was... Plus in Star Wars. Indiana Jones. Yeah. It's... Um, I, another thing, like, I liked about um, Raiders of the Lost Ark was he had won over the Lost Ark, and he loses it to the Nazis. Mm-hmm. And it looks like he got it back, and the story is over, because he defeated the Nazis. No, they come back, and they take it. Yeah. He goes through so many walls, but there's always a wall in front of him. Mm-hmm. And you think after that one wall, like, it's, the movie's over, and he's done battling. But nope, there's another wall, you know. And... <laughs> It's just great to see, you know, especially as a kid when I watched it. Oh, yeah. It, the it, absolute, like, the, the determination it's to never It's amazing to watch as a child. Yeah. Because it's, it's, like, kind of the quintessential, like, adventure movie. Yeah. You will never stop hitting walls, but, like, all you can do is go through them and just prepare for the next wall to it's hit really and plow through that. Like, I don't mean to say it's inspirational, but, like, it's just, you know, like, as a kid, right, you really, like, you know, like, a good hero yeah. to get behind. You know? Yeah, like, and, and Indiana, Indiana Jones, Jones is, was... He's suave, he's smart, he's got mm-hmm. a good job. He's just... Um, yeah, yeah, we're running out of time. So, also, the Saving Private Ryan Normandy Beach scene. Oh, God. It's sad, but... Oh what a way goodness. to start a movie. What a way to... And what a scene, like, in film history to begin with. Oh, my God. And I've goodness. read, that's one of the, uh, the few World War II movies that's actually, like, affected veterans. Yeah. Wow. Because it's just so, it's so accurate. And I know, mm-hmm. I've uh, read some stuff about the filming of that scene. It was all filmed with, uh, you know, handheld camera. Yeah. I believe uh, what Spielberg did was he stripped a filter off the camera to make it look more washed out. To go wow. with uh, just, you know, the depressing mm-hmm. scene of, in, of the Normandy landing. Um, Super 8 was a movie that came out not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, about uh, teenage. J.J. Abrams, mm-hmm. which uh, is both them... Another really good A love letter to them making movies as they're in their childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, teenagers filming their own indie film. Yeah. And yeah. they run into, like, this um, subterrestrial alien yeah, that the Air Force just... has caught. And, you know, they have to go through, like, so much with that. I, I mean, wanna... it's, it's, it's like E.T., which is on the it list. It is like E.T. But it's like E.T. and Cloverfield. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's a really good movie. I th- I feel kind of bad now that I talk about this. We should have added a spoiler alert at the beginning. Uh, sorry, everyone, if you haven't watched any of these movies. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, we didn't totally ruin them though we because really these are I some mean, great movies. Raiders even, everyone knows how Raiders of the Lost Ark. Even if you know how the movie ends, you're like these are some great movies yeah. to watch. Yeah, it's. Um, does that you think that wraps it up? I think I think that about wraps it up. All right, well, so. Great directors, not best, but just great. We got Tarantino, um, Coen Brothers, Christopher Nolan, Christopher, um, apparently not. Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg. Um, from Walker and I here at the Stars Mill Library. Oh, the Media Stars Center. Stars Mill Media Center study room. Study room. Great facilities, great by facilities. the way. Um, acoustics. <laughs> acoustics were great, weren't they? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you next month. And head to head.
So thank you for listening and have a great month.